You're listening to the Misfit Island Podcast. I'm Felicia Bauckham. We are two misfits who are exploring the intersection of social political issues, current events, and the personal development industrial complex. Join us on this journey of exploration, whether or not you're a misfit. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Hello. Hello. Hey, so welcome, everybody. Hey, Felicia, how are you doing today? Well, overall, I'm good. The weather where I am is not very pleasant, but um, at least all the trees and the grass, they're getting some moisture. How about you? Oh, by me, it's actually very hot and sunny. But I have to say, we've had a we've had a couple of days, um, a good five days or more of like pretty much rain, thunderstorms every day. Um, some days we the sun didn't even come out last week. Last week towards the end of the week last week, but um, actually, you know, as much as you know, it kind of messed up some plans too. But it really. Uh, it was needed because it had been very dry, um, unusually dry for us prior to last week. So we, you know, nature, we welcome it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. I, I wouldn't mind if uh, it's a little bit more variety, you know, three days of rain, five days of sun, three days of rain. I mean, you know, a little bit like maybe a rain here, but it's still sunny. I mean, I, I do recall like a number of people in in this area who will talk about how we go through four seasons in a day, and you know that 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 would be fine with me. I guess you know I mean I guess it's hard to predict that way, but um, and I also would like it if we got more snow in the winter months. Um, as of this recording, it is not winter, so I'm not expecting <laughs> that's going to happen here for quite some time. Oh but, yeah, um, you're actually entering summer soon, so no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely not going to happen. Um, but yeah, even in the winter, it's questionable. It might be in the forecast, but and, and everyone will run to the shops to get their milk and bread. But even then, sometimes it's not a hundred percent thing to happen. So I like snow. I know, I know you do, and I know you don't like the heat. So no, we're actually clo- entering the season that you really are not a fan of. No, I'll get through it somehow. Lots of AC yeah. and some fans and some good wine, more of the chilled varieties. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the importance of holding space. And yes. um, this was this came up in one of our <laughs> many conversations, mm-hmm. um, and we thought, well, why don't we talk about it as a podcast episode? Definitely. Uh, and this is not directly related to the pandemic, although, you know, we're still in the pandemic as the time at the time of this recording. Um, no one knows when we will be out of the pandemic. So that might be every episode going forward for a while. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it might so- actually... We might be, I mean, hey, it might be part of it for the first year, almost, right? Yeah. I mean, as far as we know, <laughs> it may not need to be said over and over. Um, I say that jokingly. My, maybe in time, people might 
get my sense of humor or not. But um, I, yeah, so we're in this, this time of the COVID and um, everyone's had a range of reactions to it. You know, there's absolute panic, fear, uncertainty, totally understandable. And then there are some who are like, okay, well, it's just like the flu. It'll be fine. No worries. And everything else in between. And though I didn't want this talk to be specifically about people's reactions to COVID. It's also uh, about how people respond to anyone who's going through a hard time or anyone who's going through a challenge, whether, you know, relationship challenge, a financial challenge, a work challenge, friendship challenge, family challenge, any of those things. Um, and how, like, we, we seek advice from people, whether it is our friends and family, or it could be a therapist, could be a coach, could be you know, some sort of mentor, someone we trust, at least, in, you know, the, at a certain degree. And we go to them with this challenge that we're having and how they respond to us and how much of that can make a difference. I know for me, personally, okay, so two things, two angles I want to go at here. One is that, you know, uh, my, well, maybe you don't know, my background is in psychology and sociology. I have a coaching certification. I've also worked with and met Martha Beck and uh, a couple times, actually, once in Utah and once in California. And uh, so I have a v- real interest in helping people, you know, supporting people, hearing them out understanding their issues, understanding what they're going through, um, giving advice when they ask for it, you know, just really helping to, to be that support person for them. Because I also have a background in IT. I grew up in the military. There is also the harder, you know, relatively harder part of life where, you know, at least in the military, there was really no room for feelings in the IT world, same thing. So I have an interesting blend there. Um, one of the things I don't like about both the military, at least my experience as a military brat, as well as my experience in the IT world, is the fact that feelings are not honored and recognized. So I have a lot of affinity towards those areas of life. Astrology is also yet another one. I have a lifelong interest in astrology that's, in my knowledge, has been developing over many years. So yeah, really wanting to understand human nature and really wanting to be there for people to help them with their struggles. And of course, you know, I certainly want the same thing as well. And what I find um, works for me, which is the other approach I want to go with. Well, I want to talk about actually the approach that works for me and the approach that I like to go with is when people are validating and understanding and when they're not non-judgmental, when they're not trying to steer me towards a specific direction or outcome, I like to help people to tap into their wisdom, into their own intuition. I like to help them understand that they're not alone in whatever situation they're in, like burnout being one of my hot topics. I like to help people understand that burnout is, <laughs> is very much a cultural condition and a worldwide mm-hmm. condition is not just the case for people in the United States. Um, you'll find people in Australia and the UK, probably even France, who are burned out. Now, granted, other countries, there are other countries that have more amenable laws to work-life balance and things like that. But still, 
one is not alone when they're dealing with burnout. So I, I really like to help people to understand that in, in, in about any area of life. Um, I try not to give too much information. <laughs> All at once, I, I have lots of information I can give, but I try not to do that. I definitely don't want to take anyone's power away. You know, they choose however, you know, whatever approach they want to take. And um, even if I don't agree with that approach, it might be right for them. I want the same thing for myself. If I'm talking to somebody else about an issue I'm having, I don't want them to say, well, you need to do X, Y, Z. Well, what if that doesn't feel right to me? And I want to be able to have the right to say that or the room to say that and not be Mm -hmm. judged for it. Or, you know, if I find myself in a pickle and I don't have a good solution, what I don't need is someone saying, well, you know, you create your own circumstances or, well, you should have thought of that before you did X, Y, Z or, you know, whatever. There's someone who was like, I, I hear you. I know that's so challenging. I'm so sorry. And they're just there. They may not have a solution and I may not need one. I just need someone to see me. And I do yes. that for other people, not, you know, blame them. But just like, yeah, I see you're in a pickle. That's really challenging. That's so awful. I'm sorry. And, you know, just be there for them. And maybe I have nothing else to say. I just hear them out. As long as, you know, let's be clear, as long as the other person is not, you know, directing their anger at me or they're not being rude or they're not being, you know, somehow, you know, I'm suddenly the punching bag. That's right out. That is not allowed. (laughs) Ask a few people in my life about that. We don't put with that. Me, myself, and I, we do not put up with that. But as long as it's a nice, caring conversation, we can, you know, I can listen. I can hear them out. I can hear their frustrations. I can hear their anxieties. I can hear whatever they're going through. I may not have a solution. Or even if I do, it may not be the right solution for them. Everybody's dealing with different things. Everybody's coming at it at different circumstances. Everybody's got different access to things. One thing our culture doesn't seem to understand is that depending <laughs> on your positionality, you very true. <laughs> your positionality, your, your, whether you're male or female, white or black, if, you, if you're you know, straight gendered or not, or um, and straight gendered may not be the right word, please don't, um, or please do correct me on that. I, I'm not, that's an area I'm not as well versed in, but <laughs> me too, actually. So you and I will need to learn together because I'm not. As well. Yeah, it's it. That's that's an evolving area for me. Um, Definitely, me too. But yeah, everybody's coming from different angles, and so what the standard advice might be, or what you know, ex guru. I'm not going to name names, but there are some out there. You may have heard of them, but what whatever a certain guru might say may not be able to apply to that person. And if they choose not to take that advice or act on that advice, act on that advice. I probably said that 10 times too fast. That does not mean they're at fault. They're wrong. They're flawed. They're, you know, something wrong with them. I think ultimately what it comes down to is really meeting the person where they're at and, yes. and just really being there, holding space, uh, well, the, holding the space for them to explore what their possibilities are if there are any there may not be any at least not any that are apparent in that very moment but at least a moment yes yeah to 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 talk about how things are right now and that's what i like for me now if i want advice i may ask for that and i still may not get advice 
But, you know, sometimes, you know, so, so many times in my life and so many different situations, I'd get direct advice. One example, for example, there was many years ago, um, a relationship that fell apart. Um, actually, it's 21 years ago, which is hard to believe. Um, relationship mm-hmm. fell apart. And details aside, it just, it was over. I found out about a year or so later that the guy was getting married. And I was distraught about that because he's like, I hadn't found anybody else. And I was like, how could he? But I didn't. And all that was going on. And I remember reaching out to a friend of mine um, and talking about how I was feeling about it. And she immediately jumped to advice about, well, I just need to go to a certain college in my area and just find a nice man there. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I guess on the surface, that's the thing to do. But that just... I think, you know, and I, I couldn't really articulate the time that I just really wanted to be heard, but I didn't want to just, okay, well, I'm just going to go to this, go, and, <laughs> go mm-hmm. to this, this college. He found somebody. <laughs> let me go and find somebody yeah. too. I mean, like <laughs> going to the store to, to select a piece of meat. Not that I see men as a piece of meat. I don't. Let's be clear about that. But it just, that didn't feel right to me. And granted, she was probably, you know, coming from. Yeah, she's coming from her own perspective, coming from, you know, uh, well intentions and all that. But um, so I'm not, you know, trying to make her sound like an evil person. She was not and is not. As as far as I know, she's still alive and well. Um, But yeah, I just didn't. That that wasn't advice that worked for me. But then there was that, you know, inner dialogue of, well, you might as well do that. But it was like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. And I didn't. I did not. Um, But it just... Yeah, it, it, there's there's that tendency to 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 want to jump to a solution, and how much of that is? I mean, I don't know what entirely what the motivation is for for all those things, and there are probably different ones. But I think it's I what I know what works for me, and what I do, what I see myself doing for others is to help the other person come up with their own solutions and to help them validate that. I've said a lot, so. <laughs> nice thought. That's fine. Yes, of course. But you had a lot to say. I mean, and, and I'm sure we're, you know, you're going to have a lot to say. And we're, I'm going to have a lot to say. So, you know, I have to say, Felicia, that, you know, you do that really well. I mean, I have to say, by, you know, being your friend and being in programs with you and just you and I having conversations, just the two of us, you are very much like, great at holding space um because you never like rush into what what are okay let's see what you're gonna do let's see what we can do or whatever you're, you're really good into the being you know holding that space and i think that is one of the things and that's actually it's so interesting that when, when we decided that um last week that we we're gonna talk about this because it's something that i've been wanting to share about whether it was to a blog or my previous podcast or a post on social media about how most of us don't know how to hold space for people. And even some of us who think we do, because um, very much most times we want to go into, this is what we need to, this is what you need to do. We want to go into advice Mm -hmm. mode and, or we tend to, and the thing is, is that one of, for me, one of the biggest indicators to me of somebody who is holding space for me and who is not, is how I feel. Mm-hmm. 
after that conversation or even sometimes during that conversation, especially when it's something that is um, that where I'm really in it, whether it is it's, you know, I'm in the pain, I'm in, and I often say when somebody holds space for me, because I think quite often, I mean, not to say that we're never seeking advice, we're never seeking for somebody to help us strategize or come up with a plan or something to a solution. But I think that most of the times, especially when we're in it, we're actually, we want to be seen and we want to mm-hmm. be heard. We would like for our feelings to be validated. And the worst thing that can happen is somebody to start saying something about how we should have done this. We should not have, you see all these should, should not have done this, should not have done that, or this is what you need to do. And, this. and you're not there because sometimes you are not, you are not in the space, like we're not in the space where we need to be taking action or do, or we need to be in the space of allowing ourselves to feel what needs Absolutely. to be felt. We're not ready to get out mm-hmm. of the funk. And we would want somebody to be there for us in that moment of pain, in that moment of sorrow, of sadness, of anger, depression, whatever it is. But the thing is that, I don't know if you recall, we talked about that once before, Felicia, is as you were talking, it, you know, it came to mind again, is that the thing too is that many of us are not willing to go there because it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. for us. I recall once um, I had a there was a I had a breakdown with somebody um, who was um, well he was an ex then became a friend or I mean it was sort of a friendship that was trying to work out which never really never really worked out just because I think there was a lot of stuff in the relationship that were never cleared and I believe that when things don't get cleared you can't build something new uh, even if it's a friendship when there's a lot of stuff that didn't, wasn't worked through from the prior relationship. So I was really in a, I was in a really devastated place. I was hurt and devastated and everything. And I have to say, it was sort of like in the beginning of my journey being vulnerable because, you know, I didn't grow up seeing vulnerability. I didn't really know what it was to be vulnerable. I really was not somebody who showed my feelings much. So I was really... Um, in the beginning of it and obviously it's messy you know being vulnerable is messy and I remember that you know when I had that confrontation with that person so I was you know and it it was it did not go well and I was sharing that with a friend and I have to tell you I felt so bad that, you know, we had gone, you know, my friend picked me up. We had gone out that night for a fun night. And on our way home, she picked me up, you know, on, my, on, our, on our way to her dropping me off is when we had the conversation. And I have to say, she was not in a place to hold space for me and was telling me, oh, you shouldn't have said that, you know, in a way kind of like blaming me for actually choosing to be vulnerable and sharing my feelings with that other person and even with her Mm. in a way. And I felt so bad. I remember I walked into my apartment 
and I cried. Mm. So it's like I felt worse. And that's when I knew, wow, okay, this is not somebody that is that knows how to hold space and can hold space for me. And and what happens too sometimes is that in these type when when we experience these things and we're kind of like we know we're on guard with around people like that but what I came to realize is that through the conversation I also saw that my friend was somebody who is not comfortable with being vulnerable so in a way me being vulnerable with my ex slash friend and sharing it with her in a way she was projecting her own stuff onto me because in order for her to hold space for me she would have had to have to deal with her own right. stuff as well. And I think sometimes people are not willing to go there. So in a way, people have us go to what they know normally do, which is like, okay, we need to get you out of the funk or, oh, well, you know what? You're in this situation or you feel this way because you did this and you said that, you know? And really... Um, it's it's so important to hold space and holding space is really just like you said, it's listening, it's being with that person. And and again, sometimes it's hard for many of us to be with other people's pains because we don't want to be with our own pain. And in order to be with that, we might actually feel a certain way. About Absolutely. It. And you know, and you know, here's the you thing, know? I guess maybe, you know, everyone's cut out to really listen to people and to really being with that person or being with anyone who's struggling. And okay, that's fine. And I guess the thing is, because everybody's got their skill sets, they've got their capabilities, they've got their limits, their vulnerabilities, they got totally or their ability to be vulnerable. They've, they've, they've got their, um, their, their, everyone's made in unique ways and I guess the thing to recognize for those of us who are seeking support and help is to know who we can talk to and who we can't and yeah unfortunately there's some yes. trial and error there you talk to this person and then they're like oh, well, just do this I don't know what's wrong with you and you're like okay well that didn't go well I'm never going to talk to this person about this again no you might be able to you know interact yes. and you have you know, drinks with them, you share nachos when we can share nachos again. Um, and then you can, you know, have, you talk <laughs> about kids and cats and whatever, but you may not want to talk about the more vulnerable stuff. So certainly there's a part of, part of this is in, for the seeker of support to know who they can um, rely on and who Definitely. they can't. Cause yeah, I guess, you know, not everyone's going to be, supportive and they don't have to but for those yeah you don't and they to. don't have to they just yeah. they can be for other purposes they can be the selection of meat at the public or whatever um but yeah it's <laughs> but for those of us who really want to be there for people i think it's helpful to understand that just diving into advice just, you know, I mean, there's the Nike slogan, just do it. Just going there, especially when the person's not like you said a great thing earlier in the Jada about, you know, sometimes people are not really to act right now. Maybe that's not advice, good advice right now, maybe further down the line, but there's some other things that they need to, you know, sort of, they need to work through first. And so I think, you know, steering away from this idea that we must act now, we must get out of the funk right now, we must, and I think, 
there's got to be room for, and American culture is not great at this, and this is probably true for most of other cultures, mm. we don't make room or yes. don't allow. I mean, even grief, yes. right? Someone dies, a really legit reason for someone to feel grief. It's like, well, you know, you only get three days of grief, you know, day, you know, you get three days off from your job for grieving or, you know, or a certain amount of time, however much time that is, or you can only, you know, or if you grieve after a certain amount of time, then it's like, well, maybe you might need some help or whatever. We, we kind of allow space and I'm not specifically talking about grief, although that's one of them, but we got a lot of space, space for people to mm-hmm. feel what they're feeling. What yeah, to let that felt. burn off, to let them, to let that show them what, what needs, a, needs attention. Maybe it's pointing to some trauma, big T or little T trauma that they're still trying to process that they need to, to clear. I know mm-hmm. one of the program that you and I met and we were talking about clearing emotions. There's some real wisdom in that. Yes. But, mm-hmm. and sadly in our American culture, specifically American culture, we tend to want to just push through our feelings, forget they're there and just move on to the next thing. And sometimes there are situations like I, I'm guessing, you know, the essential workers working in hospitals right now need to do a certain amount of that. I don't know for sure because I'm not worked in that environment. I've worked in IT, but that was computers, not dealing with people. So that's, yeah, I don't know. If, I can't say firsthand, but I suspect there's a certain amount of that. But um if you're dealing with a breakup, you're dealing with uh, someone dying or someone just being diagnosed with a health issue or your own health issue or, you know, financial or, you know, a number of other things that, you know, uh, feeling like a failure. It's, it's really important to allow that space to feel those feelings and let them point to what it is that, you know, maybe a past event in your life, or if you really want to get woo-woo about this, it could be a past life thing, if you know anything about your past lives. But um, there's there's something that needs your attention. And you can't give it that, you can't give it that attention if you just move on to the next thing. Find the next partner, find the next job, find the next whatever program you need to launch. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't do that if you just dive on to the next thing, if you just act. There will be a time for action. There will be a time, and I think part of it is trusting that there will be a time where you will want to take action, and it's authentic action. Yeah, definitely. And you and you know what the thing is is that also, you know, as you were saying when you said about the culture, the American culture, I was thinking, whoa, because exactly I was thinking that, and then you said it, I was like spot on because I was thinking that. You know, I know there are people in my life where whenever I've experienced it and I'm like, I know that, okay, when I need somebody to just hold space for me, which is to just share, share, and I'm not like in the space of like wanting to take action or I know I'm not there, you know, or I know that that's not the first thing I want to hear. I know to not go there because I have had people, there are people in my life where they're very Mm -hmm. much into that do, do, do. Oh, let, let's do this. And it could even be about, oh, you know, don't let's, let's think positive. Let's think, because, you know, whatever you think mm. you're going to attract, you know, this whole, you know, thing that it's like that we're very much, our culture is very much based on doing instead of feeling. Like just this past weekend, um, 
I think, well, anyway, but recently I had a friend who was telling me, she said to me, so how do you get yourself out of a funk? Like, how do you make yourself feel better? And she probably was not expecting that. But out of the things that I said, one of the main things was like, I allow myself mm-hmm. to feel it. You know, and, I, and as I was telling her, these are the things that I do. But I made sure that I told her that a good part of it is feeling it is, you know, I don't is not jumping into the because normally we want to get ourselves out of that, um, that I don't like to use the these dark emotions. I won't use negative, although some of you might say the word dark too. But you know, these uncomfortable, yeah. let me call them uncomfortable, yeah. these uncomfortable emotions. Although for some of us, joy might True. be uncomfortable when we're not used to it, you know. But just to say, um, you know, I guess, you know, to feel the sadness, to feel the sorrow, because we tend to, and I was telling her how it was important you know, to feel it and to ask it. Like what I do sometimes is I ask that emotion, what is it that it wants me to know, you know? And, you know, I think that that is definitely the thing. And it's about being there. And what happens too is that sometimes, and like you said, that's why what you were saying about knowing, choosing, and like you said, it's going to be trial and error, you know, but there are people who are, like I said, uncomfortable because they, they have to sit where their stuff, because you go into, you might remind them of their sadness mm-hmm. that they're not dealing with, you know? So in a way, like, I totally agree with you. Not everybody needs to know how to do it. Um, and some of them, may that's, that's totally fine. You know, it's totally fine. It's just that um, I think it's so Im- important for our, for us, and I would say, like you said, definitely pay attention because that's one of the things for me I've come to realize is, oh, okay, this person, no, not the person to talk about this. And like you were saying about the whole thing with grief, whatever it is, like the other day I saw a meme that said something about it's okay to cry or to feel sad about something mm-hmm. that you thought yep. you were over. Because I think sometimes, you know, I have had that happen to me where I'm having a, where I thought I was over somebody and then something happened or some memory, whatever. And I feel a certain way and I'll go to somebody and they're like, Mm. wait, you're still not over this. Yeah. That is definitely not holding space, you know, because then, because what happens sometimes is that there is a part of us that can sometimes already be judging ourselves. And and Kat, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Felicia. Remember, you used you used that word when we had that conversation recently, where you said somebody to not only you used the word reflect back to us who we are, but you said something else. I'm trying to find the word that you used, like basically about that kind of like reminding us that it's okay to feel that way because we tend to we know sometimes we might be judging ourselves like let's say it could be like an ex you know where we thought we were over this and then something happened and suddenly all these emotions come back and we're like a mess or we're feeling down and we might be like as we're like trying to process we're like why am I feeling that? I can't believe like we feel bad that we feel that way 
And then now you go and talk to somebody and whoever you speak to, like the response that you get, like the person who's holding space for you may actually understand it and say, wow, I, you know, I get you and validate your feelings. And then you might actually, you, you know, most of us, it feels good to feel heard and feel seen. And then the other person that says, you, well, you still not over this? Or let's, let's, you know what, you just need to go. And so it, it makes a, it makes a difference. I don't know if you recall that word that you use, but it was kind of like, um, was, was it reflecting alternatives? Um, I'm guessing it's not that I, I, I tried to make notes as we were, but I, I... (laughs) yeah, me too. I did too as well. I I did too as well. Because I wrote down, I wrote down, I wrote down holding space for others, reflecting, reminding us who we are. That's what it was. But there was another word, and I think I couldn't remember the word exactly. But it was basically, definitely what it reminding us who we are, especially when we're feeling low about certain things and having somebody do that for us. But there was also this thing of like making us feel like, our, you know, it's okay to feel the way we do. That our fan, instead of like that person who's gonna say, "What is wrong with you?" In a way, yeah, that you're still yeah. There. I, I, there's something around, you know, finding people who reflect who we are, um, or who who can do that, or have the capacity to do that. And um, mm-hmm. there's something about, and of course, as you're talking, I'm thinking about a cat named Cleo that I had many years ago, and. Um, and a few months ago, I went to a, a Chinese restaurant because I had this this thing for Singapore noodles, and it was right next to the vet where I took her, and they had to put her down because she had, okay. you know, she'd pretty much lost eighty percent of her kidneys, and and I just and granted that oh, this happened. Sorry. It's, it's twenty twenty now. It was twenty nineteen when I went to said restaurant. I think but this happened. Uh, Miss Cleo had to leave us in 2002 and I got teary eyed. Okay. And it's, so it's, it's, and yes. I'm not laughing because I'm laughing. It's just like, but yeah, I mean, it's stuff like that. Yeah, that yeah, hits I, you. Yeah, yeah. And of course I didn't have anyone in the moment that I could call and say, this is happening. But if I did, I'd want someone who would understand probably, you know, a fellow cat person or, you know, my spouse, he's definitely a cat person. And, you know, he, he's had to deal with some losses in that, that area when we both have since we've been married and, and, or, you know, someone who would understand and reflect that back is like, oh, I understand. I'm still grieving over a dog, that, you know, lost 20 years ago or, you know, something that well, they don't judge or, you know, make it, um, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the word that I want to use, but they don't make it somehow wrong that, yeah, it's been all this time. Why are you still getting teary out over this cat? But I was just thinking about the whole situation and you know, how sweet she was and, she was only five years old and I was just like, ah, <laughs> just really, yeah, stuff like that will hit you mm-hmm. every once in a while or, you know, or even something more recent, but you know, it's, yes, it's regardless of what the time frame is and there's no time frame for this sort of thing. Okay. So my dad actually, uh, we're coming up on Memorial day. So my dad passed away 2013, the Tuesday after Memorial day, whatever it was that day that whatever it was that year so we're coming up mm. now on the 17th anniversary of my dad's passing 
And if I get teary eyed that day, do I want someone, which would at this point be my spouse, since I am still social distancing, would I want him to say, well, I don't know why you're still crying over your dad. He died 17 years ago. What's your problem? Why would I be married to this guy if he's going to say something to me like that? Um, There's no time limit for this sort of thing. It's And, well, there's that. And also um, the reflecting piece. I really remembered what the phrase was. I didn't write the right thing. I wrote down some stuff, but it's ultimately yeah, yeah. about finding <laughs> those people or, or connecting with those people who would really understand maybe not that specific situation or maybe, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be about a cat or a dog or a parent or you know, whatever, but at least understand the feelings behind it or, or at least, you know, be able to witness, mm-hmm. be able to support, be able to just say, I'm here. Whatever you got to say, I'm here. Um, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And not to say, I mean, not to say that I'm an expert about on that, like, oh, I'm so good at it. And or Felicia and I were like the experts. But I have to say, I have a pet peeve for me that, and this is why in a way too, that when we said we were going to do it, like, I think that's why I wanted, you know, I jumped on it. And I also, I've thought about doing it before. It's because I think I have a pet peeve over when people say I'm holding space, but I can see mm. that they have no idea what it means really. And I just, you know, because for me, I think that it's something that is so, I think it's sacred. I find it sacred and I really find that I don't, I don't, at least for me, like I said, I don't like when people use words that they really don't know what it means and say that they do it. And they, and I could clearly see that they have no idea what it really means because I would say again, like Felicia said, what I heard more than anything is that that, you know, holding space is really Mm -hmm. a lot more listening. And it's not, you know, putting your own opinion there. And this is why I think, you know, as coaches, like Felicia and I are both coaches that, you know, we, I think it's, it's, I think it's something that's important for coaches to do. And I also think that many times as coaches, you know, many coaches, we tend to want to go to um, the action part. And we have to know, we have to, you know, I remember one of the things I learned when I was training, when I was being trained as a certified professional coach was how meet people where they are. And there are times that you, you know, you're going to, you know, we're getting on a call call with a client and we might not do a whole lot of strategy in the sense that, okay, the next step, you know, whatever, we might just have to be there and just listen. Because in that moment, that person just needs to be yeah. to be heard. What we can do is just really be heard in whole space. And um, we may have to, like, in that session or the next two sessions, it's not going to be a whole lot of, like, okay, next steps and all of that, you know? So I just think that's something that is so important, you know? And for me, it's something that I value. I have to say um, in my own relationships, it's something that I really value. And I, 
I can, you know, I take note of who are these people that I can talk to about certain things. And because I know they'll be there, they'll hold space for me. I won't have to feel anxiety because that's what happens sometimes when you are not in a space of like ready to take action, or maybe you might even be judging yourself for feeling the way you are for not taking certain actions. And when you get on a call, when you get on the phone or you meet somebody and the person is just telling you, you know, not holding that space, then what you start, I know for myself, I start feeling anxious. I'm like, oh my God, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. You know, um, so I think, it, like I said, it's a good indication. I think it's really important that, like you said, that we seek yeah. these people. Yeah, to, to rely on them. And again, you know, people who can't yet for whatever reason, they're still good people. And, you know, and you do make. Oh, yes, whatever. And they're you make still, about. Oh, yes, they are. Definitely. And sometimes it's because they can't deal with what you're, you know, because I think some people can't deal with grief. Like, let's say, obviously. Thank God your husband is not like that. But just to say, if your husband was saying, oh, I, I, it's probably, it could be because, and I don't want to use him as an example, but anyway, anybody who were to be like, it's often it's because the person can't handle it because that's in their own lives. They don't, they, they don't deal with grief. They tend to, they don't want to feel the emotions, you know? So quite a lot of times it's about, it's really about the other person. Unfortunately, you know, but it's just that you also have to know, like you said, we, we need to know for ourselves, okay, who are the people that I can go and share myself with and feel seen and heard. And I'm going to feel that, you know, my feelings are validated instead of like, yeah. I'm actually yeah, going to feel that's so worse. important. And, um, and I think too, yeah, certainly for some people who are feeling those uncomfortable feelings, they're listening to someone going you know, talking about their, you know, an experience, you know, whether it's grief or, you know, disappointment, sadness, failure, all those things. And the person listening to this is like feeling uncomfortable, is throwing out a solution. And it's like, okay, yeah, I did a good thing. Okay, bye now. Um, take two, call me, call me tomorrow. Um, that it's an opportunity for them to, <laughs> to, to, grapple with those feelings that they're having themselves now whether or not they take that opportunity that's entirely up to them um maybe in time they will i mean i think there's something about aging where you 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 go through life some people anyway go through life and there's certainly some examples where it seems like they just become more and more immature as time goes on but there's some people when they go through life they they're able to really see what well i want to say what life is about well i don't know what life is about really but you know they, they're really able to to deepen their perspective or to gain more wisdom or to to really implement more you know deep understanding of people and life some people are mm-hmm. um and but that you know that takes time and the person has to be willing and ready and maybe there's an event in their life that happens or whatever so, you know, the person may not, so all that to say, if a person's not able to hear you now, maybe, you know, give it a year, five, 20, <laughs> but in the meantime, find somebody else. I mean, you know, look, search for <laughs> other people, rely on other people, but, 
they're not completely a lost cause. They may not be. Um, some people, sadly, oh, no. one of them, no. No. at least is in the White House, doesn't appear to be very um, <laughs> deep on the wisdom front. Or if they are, it's not evident to me. So just my opinion. But and then I'm picking on this one person, but there's but there's another person. There's someone named Michael Nesmith. <laughs> you may have heard of him. He's of the monkeys. And it seems like to me, I met him once. I too. I've met all of them. All four monkeys, that is, Davy, Peter, Mickey, Mike. And Davy and Peter have since passed on. But um Mike is still alive and hopefully well. Mm-hmm. And um it seemed to me in his earlier years, he was very much kind of, you know, bull in a China's shop kind of attitude when it comes to dealing with people. Um, still very solid in some ways, but also like there's mm. this infamous story about, you know, Don Kirshner and how it was a, a run in with him and he punched a hole in the wall and said a curse word. But it seems to me that over time, and he's now in his 70s, he's gotten softer and, and he's very much more like, you know, look at the bees and the flowers and the trees and the what. Yeah, he just seems much, much more calm and reflective than what he appeared to be back in the 1960s. And I think I saw my dad going kind of this direction, too. Unfortunately, he didn't make it past 52. But I think I saw some of that happening with him. So all that to say, I think sometimes people do evolve and change and grow and are able to handle a whole range of stuff, even things that are more on the emotional side of things. Interesting. Also, my dad and Mike Nesmith are Capricorns. But anyway, are were Capricorns. Um. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it can happen, but until it does, you know, I'm not saying you should wait until this person wakes up. There are other people like myself, like Najeda, like a number of other people her and I can point to. She mentioned someone named Kat. She's definitely one too. Um, <laughs> um, so I know <laughs> Kat Kim specifically, um, there's a number of people out there who can hold that space and can offer and i'm not this was not meant to be a pitch i'm just all ultimately saying that you know don't wait for the people or you know don't you know beat your head against the wall trying to get this person to understand you if they're not going to do it find someone who will whoever that is and i'll i'll leave it at that for now yes no definitely definitely and and i think what you said i mean i think i completely agree with you there you know definitely and you know it's and I just want to say quickly that you know it's like you you know although I mean I guess you know social media can be a really tough but I think not that I want to get into the whole COVID but I think that because we and I were talking was after recording that COVID um, episode that we were talking about the divisiveness is that I also think that that is kind of like what happens too sometimes even as individuals so I'm not talking about like just social media is that I think if we were open to really listening and holding space for to each other with what's happening like when people are like upset about something we would probably be able to understand them more instead of coming from a place of like I know what Mm -hmm. you need to do or you're wrong I'm right 
Um, because that's another thing. And one of the things I came to realize, like, actually, I have been, I guess, hey, when they say this is a good time to reflect, <laughs> not to say that I don't reflect in other times, but that's one of the things I think it's, it's very much about, I, I think, definitely, and I guess that is the big piece with holding space about the listening, is how it's in that moment, right. it's really not about you. And I was thinking about, I've been reflecting myself in my own journey and really, you know, thinking about coaching a lot. I'll, it's something for me that I think I truly, you know, I love. I, I just, I'm really, um, I feel like I'm really good at, I'm great at. And it's like, I realized because I noticed that and I was thinking, hmm, I was thinking about how I show up as a coach. I've been think I was thinking about that the past few days and not to say that I want to be perfect I you know in my in other areas of, of my life but I realize how I really show up with no agenda for myself in my coaching session which is really how you know how us coaches really need to show up and when I say coaches we well as Felicia and I had already shared you know both of us being life coaches or whatever empowerment we use that but just to say the personal development coaches because I know sometimes people tend to confuse they tend to see like the, the sports coach or people telling you what to do and I realize it's, it's really about you know because mm-hmm. I show up there really for my client when I'm showing up in a coaching Absolutely. session it is not about me at all it's you know it's really not about me and I was thinking about, hmm, and I, even, I there's a part of me that's like, can you show up like that in every every area of your life? I mean, not to say I, I could show up like that for my friends, if, you know, but I know sometimes in my activism or in my social justice views, I can pretty, sometimes I can probably not be like, I'm probably sure that, I mean, not I'm probably, I'm sure that there are times that I don't show up like that, you know? But just to say, so I just wanted to, I think that would be for me, that would be like my final thing is how really holding space is just not, it's, you know, it's not about if, you know, if we're the ones that's in the position of the, the, you know, being there for somebody who comes to to us, being there for a friend, um, for a client or whoever, is that it's listening validating making the person feel seen and heard and really none of it no agenda not our agenda is not about us yeah. it's about being there for the other person everything else all my views all my talk everything else is out the window unless it's something that is going to yep absolutely help them feel that's seen and heard I th- that's the true bottom line as far as I'm concerned and um at this point in time and um my I guess my final thoughts I think they're final thoughts because yeah you mentioned something else too I think is important first of all I do (laughs) want to preface that I am not perfect there have been plenty of times ask my husband where I'm not fully present (laughs) I'm 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 sure that too Sometimes I have to remind myself. I think my sister has told me, oh, yeah. you really think you know how to hold space? Like, <laughs> and actually, that's the thing. That's why, like, the other day, 
she was telling me like let me just say quickly sorry i just want to say this quickly is that she was like saying something and and i was like okay well you know when you're working with a coach because she was like she's doing a group coaching she's in a group coaching and i said and she was like well can you i said well i'm probably not the person to right. coach you because they usually do you say you don't coach family especially my sister and i sometimes we can be at it and she was like well can you coach me through it and i was like are you sure and she was like yeah because I, I didn't think she would want me to anyway and i wasn't sure if i should but i actually coached her through it and it really made me see how you know i did you know she was like she was like wow thank you this was really good you know and i was like i'll send you a bill later you know i was joking but it just to say that it made me realize how i yeah. know i don't always show up for her like that yeah and there's probably certain you know? family members but, yeah. who would have some things to say yeah, about that saying. too but um hopefully it's not a, one of them is not my brother because uh, there was some issues a couple of years ago involving other family members. And so, yeah, I had to, I don't think I so much coached him. I just really supported him through some of that. But um, yeah, that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something here about ego too. <laughs> and again, you know, I said earlier, I am not going to take abuse. I am not anyone's punching bag. I am not going to deal with that. Um, I felt like I dealt with enough of that in corporate in one of my prior relationships and even to a certain extent within my family. So, um, no, that's right out. That's where ego would step in and say, you know, I'm establishing a boundary here. But when it comes to actually helping the person come go through a process mm-hmm. or come to some sort of understanding based on their life, their experiences, their perspective, you know, whatever's going on for them, that's where my ego has to leave the stage. I'm not trying to guide them to a specific solution. But, and then that's for everybody, whether it's a client, my mother, my brother, Milton, a cat. Of course, my cats know everything, so they don't usually come to me for advice. So it's usually, um, usually they just come to me because they want, you know, they just want some love. And they will say sometimes I'm not present with them either. I'm sorry. I will do better. So anyway, so I think the ego is out of the picture when it comes to the person that we're holding space for. And whatever the process is. Now, if we feel like we need to step in, and sometimes there may be a situation where we need to step in because there's a there there's something that that does need to happen. And um, now, I mean, like I don't know, therapists who deal with addiction and stuff like that. Yeah, they might need to be a little bit more involved, for example. But um, but yeah, generally speaking, especially if it's more in the emotional realm, dealing with family jobs and things like that a little bit more amorphous you know I I in some ways I I guess I get I do sort of love hearing about other people's processes and I you know I certainly go through a number of my own but that's where ego is out of the picture and force anyone into a box and say this is what you need to do and if you don't do it then you must not really want this or else that's that doesn't work for me that didn't work for me when working with therapists Mm -hmm. other coaches business coaches specifically or or you know other people that i've sought to you know (laughs) i sought advice from friends family that one person i mentioned 21 years ago that sort of thing so i think 
those might be my final thoughts mm-hmm. unless I have more. Definitely. But maybe there's a, 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 you know, down the road we do something <laughs> else. But for now, I think that's where I will leave it. Yes. I think that's it. That's it for me too. Okay then. Thank you for listening to us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of something to reflect on and have conversations with the people in your life. We release an episode every two weeks on Thursday. We would appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast as this will also let you know when new episodes are available to listen to. Leave us a review and keep coming back for more. We'd love to hear from you through your feedback appreciate your reviews as they help others find our podcast as well until next time be well